Without a doubt, Elizabeth Holmes and the Theranos executive team are criminals. After defrauding investors of hundreds of millions of dollars, Holmes's fate was sealed this week, as the date for her prison sentence to begin was set. Still, it is important for us to recognize that we are also prone to the biases and situational factors that accelerated the misbehavior of these individuals. Incentives inherent to our jobs and whether leaders highlight inputs or outputs of teams can have undesirable influence on the way that team approaches its work. These problems can be accentuated when we value people for the work they deliver rather than for who they are. Here, we'll explore these influences and how we can minimize their damaging potential. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to Work in Progress, a weekly psychological deep dive into business current events, ranging from Elon Musk's pivot of Twitter to a local town's task of disposing of 500 pounds of pasta. We'll touch on what is happening, explore the organizational forces at play using psychological frameworks, and talk about what we all can learn in order to be more effective and successful in our own careers. My name is Patrick McKendry, a psychologist from my studies, a technical marketer by trade, and a people-first leader. I've long been interested in the intersection between leadership and team development. Leading teams has been the most challenging and meaningful work of my career. And through my time in the professional world, studies, and mentor relationships, I've learned skills and practices to help teams meet their potential that I'm excited to share with you. Whether you're an individual looking for additional mentorship or a team leader looking to more intentionally support their team, I think you'll find useful tactics here. The curtain is finally drawing to a close on the story of Elizabeth Holmes and Theranos. This week, the U.S. District Judiciary set a date for Holmes to begin her 11-year prison sentence after the federal judiciary rejected her bid to remain out of prison while attempting to overturn her four counts of felony conviction for fraud from last year. 20 years after dropping out of Stanford to found Theranos, Holmes will be forced to face the music serving jail time and paying restitution of $452 million to various defrauded investors. The story began with a product that seemed too good to be true, a low-cost, rapid-analysis blood test with the ability to deliver results for multiple diagnostic measures and a smart and ambitious young founder. That Silicon Valley trope of the innovative visionary with a brilliant idea has sat at the core of numerous storylines over the years. Many of our co-workers may also be really smart people with great ideas, yet in many cases, the plot of those stories does not culminate in fraud. The story of Elizabeth Holmes and her rise and fall alongside Theranos highlights key lessons for us on the role of expectations and incentives in driving behavior, as well as the importance of keeping our egos in check as leaders. The Negatives of Great Expectations The story of Elizabeth Holmes really begins in 1868, 
In that year, the company Fleischmann's Yeast was founded. The company played an important role in changing America's bread industry, and its founder was Holmes's great-great-great-grandfather. Reports suggest that the entire family was very thoughtful of growing and maintaining their status in respect to their family's influential heritage. As a result, the expectations placed on Elizabeth Holmes by herself and others were incredibly high. They were also incredibly improperly focused, oriented towards the outcome of success, rather than the proper inputs of how to achieve it. It is a textbook case study in the powerful negative influence that improper expectations can have. We have all lived with expectations our entire lives. From the moment we are born, our parents begin to place expectations on us. You know, they want us to be happy. They want us to live a good life and be a contributing member to society. They want us to be successful. But where those expectations are placed and how they are communicated is critically important. When misplaced, a parent's hope for their child to be successful may be perceived as the expectation to do well in school. When miscommunicated, a child may perceive that the only way that they will be loved is when they do well in school. This foundation can be incredibly damaging and sometimes can follow a person through life, such as through a preoccupation with school that evolves into a preoccupation with work. Now, it can be helpful to look at an example of how this can be done right. Kobe Bryant is one of the great basketball players and top scorers of all time. In an interview, Bryant tells a story of when he was 11 years old and over the course of an entire summer league season scored zero points. Yeah, zero. Bryant's family had its own legacy and his father was something of a basketball legend in Philadelphia. After the season, Kobe was devastated by his failure, so his father took him aside. The message to the young Bryant was, listen, whether you score zero or you score 60, I'm going to love you no matter what. As Bryant tells it, that gave him all the confidence in the world that he needed to play the game in a way that he could enjoy, while also scoring as many points as possible. This is what healthy expectation setting looks like. By placing value on the person rather than on their output, we give people the confidence to be themselves. Now, this may feel like an alien concept in the corporate world where performance improvement plans and incentivized sales compensation targets are common. It shouldn't be. Authenticity is conducive to job performance. In fact, Research suggests that when people feel they can be more authentically themselves, they experience higher levels of autonomous motivation, which drives results. Leaders, in particular, play a key role in enabling authenticity when they are supportive. Said differently, when we help our people be comfortable to be themselves, they push to become their best selves. Tell me how someone gets paid, and I'll tell you how they'll behave. Incentives have a tremendous impact on human behavior. 
Behaviors which are rewarded get repeated, regardless of whether they're the ones we want. The challenge with incentives is that the way they influence action is not always the way we intend it. Equity investing is a good example of providing incentives via monetary investment to reward behavior such as industry innovation or efficient capitalistic activity. Theranos, then, offers an extreme example of how this can go off the rails. Holmes and her executive team sought higher and higher evaluations and continued to pitch capabilities that the company did not have. Each new investor, hoping to drive a promising medical innovation, actually only ended up driving and rewarding greater deceit. This off-kilter system can be problematic, even if it doesn't become criminal. In public companies, external investment can often lead to short-term thinking in order to generate profitable returns for investors. Even further, unexpected outcomes can happen just at the team level. For example, if we celebrate success in achieving a sales number, the team may react by driving a greater quantity of new customers who may be quick to churn. Or if we highlight high margin yield, the team may respond by not pushing for revenue growth in order to protect that very margin. Instead, as leaders, we want to celebrate the work. This means we should note the good business outcomes, sure, but really celebrate the work that the team did to deliver those outcomes and the way by which they did it. This requires us to have a clear idea of what success looks like, not just the vision for the team, but also how our team wants to go about getting there. I refer to this latter piece as operating principles. Every team has a vision for what success looks like, and operating principles describe how we will work while pursuing that goal. These are an important first step because they help ensure that the team is able to act autonomously at any time while also staying aligned with the organization's culture and ethics. As an example, one of my team's operating principles is to be expert-led. This principle helps ensure that for any solution we provide, we seek feedback from those who are closest to the problem and involve them in decision-making. Similarly, when we look at business performance, this can also mean focusing on metrics that are not just the bottom line. At any time, there are a number of situations that are uncontrollable by our team. That does not mean that the work being delivered is not good. A business that is shrinking because of macro headwinds, for example, may be more operationally competent than a business that is growing through macro tailwinds. As leaders, we can help drive motivation in tough environments and ensure proper discipline in good environments by focusing on input metrics like return user rates or customer satisfaction scores. When leaders ask about these inputs, teams respond by focusing their efforts on those performance drivers because those are the ones getting attention. Thank you.
It is beyond doubt that Elizabeth Holmes and the Theranos executive team are criminal for their unabashed fraud of investors, business partners, and the public. Board members and investors also should feel embarrassment for the role they played in enabling the rise of the non-existent product. Still, it is important for us to recognize that we are also prone to the biases and situational factors that accelerated that misbehavior. Incentives inherent to our jobs and whether leaders highlight inputs or outputs of teams can have undesirable influence on the way that our teams approach their work. These problems can be accentuated when we value people for the work they deliver rather than the value of who they are. As leaders, we must approach our work with humility by recognizing that our work has multiple external drivers and that failure is more common than success, we can properly lead our work, our teams, and ourselves.